Engagement in action. The moment you step into other people's space, you immediately create an expectation. Discovering the relationships between Rhodes University and the communities that surround it. We're people, we're connected, we're doing life, and doing life means encountering challenges and responding to them. This time, the Environmental Learning Research Centre and the Amanzi for Food project. My name is Tichawona Pesanai. I'm a PhD scholar here at the Environmental Learning Research Center. And uh, I'm a lead researcher in the Amanzi for Food project. And my area of interest is how people learn together about improving their water for food. My name is Loazi Mandilive Matiwane. I'm a student here and a research assistant. And my area of interest is youth development, youth leadership, agriculture, which is a core part of the work that we're doing. And I'm Hela Sasitka. I'm here in the Environmental Learning Research Centre where I work as a, a professor and I am working on um, a number of research projects and programs, uh, one of which is the Amanzi for Food. Amanzi which is water, so it's water for food and we decided on that name because it really captures the essence of what we're focusing on. So the Amazi for Food project is a project designed for um, ensuring that people actually access the Water Research Commission materials that have been designed for us to know how to collect and harvest rainwater. The problem that we were trying to respond to at the time when the project started was that there is a lot of knowledge about water for food available in the national scientific system in universities but also in the Water Research Commission and there was this irony that millions of rand were being spent on producing knowledge of how to use water for food amongst smallholder farmers and communities, especially women farmers. But the problem is that all of this knowledge is being produced and it's sitting in the research institutions and even we found that the, the Water Research Commission were you know, producing the books and sending them to the agricultural colleges so that it could be transferred into the teaching system. But teacher and I found all these books in the colleges not being used. So we thought, okay, if this is the case, that there's all this knowledge available, then what is the problem? Why is it that people are not using this very useful information in a time of drought in the country where, you know, there's a lot of stress around people being able to grow food and so on? So we did interviews with... Uh you know, farmers, uh, lecturers, uh, local economic development, workers, and even community radio people. As we were interviewing them, we got information around how they were working with water. We also found out that they were struggling with water for food because the rainfall that they depend on, uh, it's no longer coming at the time they expect it. What we call seasons is a word that might disappear from the dictionary because climate change is really challenging the timing of rainfall, the quantity of rainfall and so forth. So we also had focus group discussions with these people and it is in those meetings that they decided to form a learning network. It was not difficult for them to form a learning network because apparently they realized that this could be an opportunity for them to start addressing their water problems. So I think the approach that we took, that of dialogue and conversation, 
helped people to quickly see the opportunities. So we didn't like have to uh, try to persuade them to form a learning network, but they themselves saw it as something essential for them to be able to achieve their aspirations. So the two core ways in which we do that in the project is through learning networks and through the training of trainers course. So the two core parts of the course are the discussions and activities and learning um, that happens in the more sort of formal space that is a room with desks and stuff, um, but also demonstration sites. So with every course, we ensure that there's a demonstration activity where we can actually see how to harvest and collect rainwater. So we're going to install the two trench beds and we're also going to install a drip irrigation system. But uh, we're going to start off here just to update you some of you. So this is an, a roads accredited course and uh, it's, it's, it's a short course approach and um, it's connected to what we call a change project. So there's what you learn in the theory and the practicals that Livia talked about and then at the end of the day, there must be something that you say, I have changed this. And nobody tells you what to change you through the interactions and the assignments pathway. You start discovering what can I do as a farmer with a college lecturer that can help me to be more productive through rainwater harvesting. Let's remove the, the, the big pebbles. What next? Water. 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 So to, to also show how the research uh, has, has filtered into practice. So in the phase two that we are implementing now, the main trainers are actually some of the lecturers and uh, people from the LED municipality were actually uh, facilitating the different sessions. Of course, us from Rhodes University, we put it all together, we coordinate it so that we don't like leave them to do it on their own. Um, not that they can't. The idea is that when we leave, they can actually take up these courses and run with them. So the productive rainwater harvesting um, demonstration sites that uh, have been established by farmers and these lecturers there are also sides of research. So th there's research to get a master's degree and a PhD degree, but there's also research that is just informing the farmers and also the learning network. So there are different levels of research that are happening there. This, this video will be available on Amanda for Food, right? Yes, on the YouTube channel. And what's been very interesting is that the uh, academic staff at the Fort Cox College, they now also have remit for research. So they've started to work with Teach Now on research out of their own college uh, with the communities. The, one of the lecturers from the University of Forte that's been supporting this project, he now wants to take up this change-orientated methodology for his PhD, and he's going to be working with smallholder farmers and agriculture. So it's actually a, a research system rather than an individual research project, which uh, I think is really critically important to understand and also to try to support the development of that. Uh, <laughs> which manure is this? Chicken. Chicken. It's fine. It's allowed to mix uh, organic manure. Yeah. Yeah. 
My master's is about trying to learn how youths learn or how youths can learn to be champions of development in rural areas. How I'm going about it or have tried to go about it is through Change Lab workshops as well with youths. Um, and it links to the project in that my uh, focus area is agriculture because it's often the key economic activity in a rural space. The Amanzi for Food uh, project is uh, it's a co it's co-engaged. One of the um, issues that exist with working in a rural space is this idea that people bring solutions, not fully understanding the problems and issues in the space, and how the project has worked, um, thanks to Change Lab workshop theory, is this co-engaged social way of doing things like that's the like key yes, the, the, the thing that we discourage here is compaction you don't after every layer you don't you don't compact no? yeah we don't need compaction why why don't we compact yeah you're right you're right community development needs to partner with research Otherwise, when we're out there doing community development, what questions and issues and concerns are we answering or responding to? How do we know that those questions are the key questions in the space? The research approach here is about transformative learning. And um, I think the mistake that most learning theory has made in the last hmm, however many hundred years is that learning is an individualized practice. Of course it is to some extent because we all have a mind and we all make choices and use language to express things but that is actually a social practice and the transformation that we're talking about in terms of sustainability and environment and social justice it's transformations of activity so it's transformations of things that people do together. So the, the learning theory that we work with is called cultural historical activity theory. So it's centered on activity, activity that people are busy with and activity that people want to transform or change because of stress in the activity. So farming practice in the rural Eastern Cape then in the Raymond Mkhlaba, people were given back land but they were not given access to water. Now they're trying to farm but they can't because they don't have water. So there was a stress in that activity and the stress in the activity surfaced the need for learning together. And that's actually the foundation of the work. So uh, that's why people often confuse it with, with community development or research. What is it? Of course, it's research. It's researching how to transform human activity hmm. through social learning. And it is our field that drives that because we are dealing with an environmental crisis and a social justice crisis and an educational crisis. So it's, you, you can describe the crisis in your research with critical methodology or with whatever analytical methodology but what then you know do you then just leave that or is there something else that one can do with research you know and therefore you need another kind of research and that's I guess what we're trying to work on and that kind of research has to be in the world it can't just be in the academy a, a, a trench bed of this big of this size how much um, yield are we I've realized that there is no way that you can really separate 
a proper rigorous research with uh, community development because it's very critical that you understand the processes that are taking place that you are either initiating or that you are initiating together with others. And I realized that the moment you step into other people's space, like the communities that we have been working with, you immediately create an expectation. So one of the things that I found myself having to do was to manage my own expectations, my own preconceived ideas about how people are learning on the ground. So one of the things that I had to do in terms of reflecting on my own practice was to try to suppress that uh, agency in me that came from development work. You come in with solutions, you put them out there, you try to motivate people to do them. So I had to say to myself, can I bury this for a while and try to work in a different way? Where are, where are the ladies? Ladies. Only ladies. Our farmers. Where are they? Ladies are here. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, if you don't involve ladies in anything, it will never move. And I think issues around trust building, issues around being very clear about what is your role here. I remember when we started working with the women, uh, the elderly women at Lloyd Village. They did not understand what we were talking about. You are coming from out there, you are talking about water, but you are telling us that you don't have money to help us to restore our engine. Well, I mean, can you explain yourselves? So we had to make it very clear. I mean, we're coming from a university. It's one of the smallest universities in the country. Universities don't really generate income. They don't give out money out there. But one of the things that we are coming to do is to facilitate and mediate the sharing of knowledge. And because we put it out there on the table, I think that was the beginning of building the trust and also respecting what we were doing. And because we were, were creating together with them a forum that was bringing people who can potentially develop each other, they also realized that the space that we were co-creating with them was a very useful space for them. So I'm very happy to be working in this particular project and uh, I think a lot of people in this university need to also look at the kind of methodologies that we've been using. Um, I'm not just saying they are the only ones, I'm just saying I cannot keep this goodness to ourselves. We need to share it. Leaves as well. You can do a change. Yeah. Yeah. Do a change. <laughs> do it, do it Working smart, not hard. Yeah. Not very thick. Not smart. I think for me as a, a researcher, student, young person finding their place in the world and as a, an aspiring community development agent, I really find value in this type of work. That's the lens I came into the center with. I enjoy education, I enjoy learning and stuff. Um, but the way I've been learning hasn't really felt like a proper response to those aspirations. And that was my frustration before coming here. And I think that's why that this type of work is important. Because we're people, we're connected, encountering challenges and responding to them in a way that 
allows me to feel like that I'm, I'm doing what I'm here to do. We're actually doing life. To hear other podcasts in this series, search for Engagement in Action on iTunes or go to ru.ac.za forward slash community engagement. Thank you.